Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Chat with a rat is back with episode three. Corey Hilliard. Say hello, Corey. Hello, world. <laughs> um, I forgot to get my notepad with the questions in it, so hold on one second. <laughs> All right, I'll, uh, I'll do an advertisement for our new sponsor. Uh, this is Starlight uh, Limited Edition Coca-Cola. It is space-flavored, people. Um, really excited to uh, go to outer space tonight and drink 21 milligrams grams of caffeine at eight, 9 p.m. on a Sunday, 8.30 on a Sunday. Doing it for Jesus. Hell yes. You hear that, Coke? Pay this man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> See if you can figure out what the flavor is for that. I think it's just vanilla Coke. I don't think so. I think I, 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 think I know what the flavor is, but I, I'm not positive. I think the flavor might be cotton candy. Oh, now I'm feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, it's like they use vanilla Coke in this, but I could I can feel the uh, cotton candy now a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might be right, because I was saying that I think that there's something else in it also. So that might be what it is. Yeah, uh -huh. I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let them sponsor me. <laughs> so it was uh, really great that our agents uh, ran into each other at the DeSantis rally and, and set this <laughs> up for us. Yeah. <laughs> Worked out beautifully. Um all right, so I'll start off with the same question I ask everyone first. Um, how long have you been doing comedy for? I am, um, I think I'm almost at one year now. I started, I want to say, a few days before the last 420. Like, I, it was close to 420 because I had 420 jokes. So, yeah, we're about a month out now from it being a year. So, 11 months, folks. Nice, nice. I'm in here. Um, okay, so what is... What's your your favorite place to do stand up at? I got to say probably Laugh Out Lounge right now. I'm, I'm probably I would imagine a lot of people are saying that. It's just a good room yeah. and it brings in a lot of people. Every every week there's people from like Orlando and Tampa coming out to it. That's why I like too we get some of the Orlando <laughs> comics and it's just a good conductive room for comedy. Like I just feel certain energy when I'm in there and like every set I've had there has been very comfortable and just and everything flows and I yeah. feel very good up there. Yeah. So, I uh I also am a fan, but <laughs> I haven't done, I haven't been out of town to do many other ones, so of course I'm a fan of that one. Um have you been out to Orlando at all and done any? Uh, I haven't yet. Um, from what I've been hearing, the one at the Orlando Improv is supposed to be pretty decent. Yeah. And then I still haven't really heard much else. Like, And I don't like going to Orlando. Yeah, me so either. <laughs> I, everybody's just like, yeah, just keep going to Tampa. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I want to go out to Orlando and uh, try it out. But, um, uh, yeah, I haven't either. The, the only one I've even heard about, um, like people that I actually know that I've done, is that one that you were saying the the Orlando Improv one? What is it called? Like fat, the word fat fish in yeah, it. fat fish blue or something. I, I like think that. it's fat fish know, blue. Something along those lines. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've talked to a few people that have done that one, so maybe I'll try to go out and do it sometime. Um, but I agree with you. I don't like going to Orlando either. <laughs> it's just a, such a pain. Um. So, what's your least favorite place to do comedy at? Least favorite. Probably, and it's not a place, it'll never happen again, but I tried to do, remember when somebody like advertised that there was going to be an open mic at a Sonic drive-in in Newport, Richie? Yeah, did you do that? Well, I went out there, <laughs> and uh, I guess there was like some district manager at Sonic that like cut it at the end, there's like, no, we can't do this, like people won't be able to hear the orders and stuff, and then the kid that tried to set it up just ran like an extension cord from that Sonic to the outside of a Little Caesars that was closed down. <laughs> and it, we were, like, in the dark, and it was, like, young college kids, and, like, I think there was, like, a six-year-old and, like, a family and, like, just in a parking lot doing an open mic. Wow. It was... <laughs> it was... But you know what? When you... Like, that's one of my goals of comedy is to just do obscure shit yeah, and yeah, have yeah, stories sure. about it. Yeah, like, yeah. so that's... It's all... Yeah, it always makes for a good story. I'll, Absolutely. I'll definitely, I'll definitely give it that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I can't really think of a least favorite mic. I used to hate Union Hall until, like, my last showcase there. Then I'm like, now I like Union Hall. Oh, yeah. They laughed at me, so I'm like, okay. Yeah, I went the very first time I was ever going to do, try to do stand-up, try, try to do an open mic. Um, 
I actually went to Union Hall because they had it still listed on uh, mm-hmm. whatever. And um, so I showed up there on, I don't remember, like a Thursday, whatever day they said that, that they used to do it on. And um, I went there and I took, uh, me and Makara went, and it was, I think it was the first to- first date we went on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, you want to try to go over this open mic and like see me do a comedy or whatever? And she was like, yeah. So uh, we went over to it. And when I showed up, it was just me and her and the bartender, and that was it. There was no one else there, and they had this like a big screen down, and they were playing like baseball or something on it. I was like, okay, I don't think they're doing an open mic here tonight. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess I must have just missed the boat on that one. Um, that happened in the beginning to us too. We had a, a couple Thursdays <laughs> where it was supposed to be both Lakeland Live and Union Hall were going to be doing one, and then we'd go to Lakeland Live and it there'd be a sign out on the door saying we're not doing open mic tonight. Then we go to Union Hall and there's like an event going on. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. The week before that, I was going to try to do it. And me and my friend, Will, I went over to his house because he lives in like right downtown next, like real close to Lakeland Live. So I went to his house and me and him walked up to Lakeland Live and I was going to do an open mic there. And it was like you said, there was no one there. It it wasn't even open. It was just closed. I was like, okay. (laughs) So it was like two weeks in a row. Like I showed up to do an open mic and there was no one there. Um, But yeah, so. Um, All right. um, At what point would you consider yourself or or just in general, would you consider someone to be a successful comedian? I think that's kind of like a personal thing almost with people like I mean if somebody just honestly wants to be like a weekend feature and earns like 20% of their income doing comedy and and they do that and they feel successful that's great I mean yeah especially with where we're at right now like to even make like $20 to go up and do 10 minutes is like a nice little rush (laughs) yeah 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 and then like and then there's like the other side of the coin is like i mean there's comedians out there that are so rich and like so out of touch that i don't consider that successful anymore i like agree yeah yeah I, um, like, I like the comedians that still like will go out and about amongst the people because that's like where you you have to find that human thing that like brings the people together to get them laughing and once you start getting out of touch with that it gets it gets tough yeah and i don't know i feel like some people like you're saying are so uh so rich and so successful I feel like that comes through a lot of times, like in their comedy. It's almost like they be- start becoming less funny, like uh, maybe because they just don't have real life experience to write about anymore or something. Yeah. You know, once, uh, once they stop shitting on being like successful and rich, then it gets scary. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. just get to a point where they don't even make fun of how rich they, they are anymore. I'm like, okay, they they've lost. It. That's about <laughs> all you get. Yeah. That's the end of that line. Is like when you can just shit on yourself and like I don't know, be ironic with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's it's scary. Like, a guy like Stephen Colbert was one of the funniest guys in the world 20 years ago. Yeah. To see where he is now. <laughs> yeah. Unless you want to have me on your show. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I, uh... I, uh... Let's see here. I'll just... I'll move on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> there was something I was going to add to that, but now I, fo- I forgot what it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how did you end up um, working at Side Splitters? Because that's where you work at, right? Yeah. Right. It was just like a weird circumstantial thing with like all the stars aligning all at once. So this would have been back around last August or September. Uh, my day job, I work at a pool cleaning store. So we were getting... You still do that? Yeah, still okay. there. Uh, at the peak of summer, I was making good enough money to where I was actually going to be able to afford like a one bedroom in like downtown Lakeland. So I was getting all, I was starting to save up money, get all that in line. And then like once the out, um, the store started slowing down, getting into the colder months, they just started cutting our hours out of nowhere. And I was like, shit, I can't do this. Yeah. And then my roommate at the time, he was fixing to move. I was living in South Lakeland and, uh, I was driving to North Lakeland to work. So it was like 45 minutes each way. It was a pain in the ass. I have a, a buddy in Wesley Chapel that works at that pinch of penny. And he's like, and then also uh, his girlfriend, I'm really close friends with. I actually met him through her, but now I'm like really good friends with him. Um, he was like, yeah, it's the same amount of time to come from Wesley Chapel. We have an extra room at our house. And then that was right when that, uh, Grove theater was opening the side splitters there. So I was like, I'm going to just DM the side splitters and see if I can get a job there. And it oh, just nice. organically, they're like, yeah, we're still hiring. I met BT. Who's like the, the owner now, I think of all the side splitters, really cool guy. Um, 
um, and he just got me started at the uh, Wesley Chapel one. It's really, it's a really cool spot. And what is it that you do there? So um, I started in box, and I'm still only box right now because I can't find anyone else. So is that do box. is that selling tickets and stuff? Yeah, and it's in. So this comedy club is actually in a big ass movie theater. So imagine the Cobb renting out one theater room to a com and having it be only a comedy club. Okay. That's what that setup. So like. it's like a theater. Yeah. It's like a huge. Area. Exactly. So I'm in the box office and I have all these signs that says I'm side splitters only. Don't come to me for movie tickets. <laughs> and 90% of what I say is just movie tickets over there. <laughs> it's just everybody like, can I see Garfield 5? And I'm like, God damn it. Like, no. Like, I have nine signs. Um, <laughs> that's great. Have you done a Have you done a mic there, or do they have open mics there? They or? do. They're very random and sporadic. Uh, they have one uh, this coming Friday at 9:30. If uh, you're able to to make that work, you should I'm, try to get I think on I'm that off list. On Fridays usually, yeah. Last one I did. Um, they had somebody that was kind of supposed to feature that weekend, and she, for whatever reason, couldn't fit in. So they're like, "Hey, we'll give you 10 minutes at this open mic." Okay. Instead, and uh, she drew a crowd of like 70 people. I, she probably drew like 50 of it. So it ended up being like doing open mic for seventy people. That's like yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, at our level. Yeah, for sure. That was cool, and um, it's a good room. It's weird because it's a theater room. So if you don't fill up the first three rows, you just feel like you're bombing because you only (laughs) see the lighting is so bright. You don't see past the first three rows. You don't hear anything past the first three rows. Like you could literally put seventy people in the back, no one in the front. And you would feel like you were bombing. Uh, so it's, it's a, yeah, yeah. we didn't realize that at first when we were doing the open mic. So everybody was spread out, and these really good comedians would be ending their um, sets short because they were like upset. Right, right, yeah. And then like, um, then one week they're like, we're, they they uh, blocked off the back and made people fill up the front first, and it's been yeah, it's smart. been a hit since then. I would nice, say. It's, it's nice. been good. So I recommend uh, going out there. Cool. Uh, are you so are you gonna do it this Friday? The open mic there. I am, and like honestly, the first time I did one there, I felt like I bombed pretty hard. It was my first time doing anything in the Tampa scene, and I wanted mm-hmm. to like be cool, and like <laughs> I want people to like walk up to me and be like, "Who are you?" <laughs> and like I just I was the fifteenth out of fifteen comics, and it, yeah. it was such a long night, yeah. and there were some really bad comedians in the middle, and they they walked like the whole crowd. Uh, yeah, I gotta time, hate that. Dude. By the time I, I went up, that. like half the crowd was left. There were people literally sleeping in the audience because mm. we started. I wanted to say like at 8 30 or 9 and uh just felt horrible up there and just kind of felt like i tried to talk to a couple of the com- tampa comics i felt like i kind of got blown off <laughs> now everybody's really cool with me now they've done enough and i've gotten to know them yeah. so like it, uh, honestly it feels kind of cool in a way to get blown off at first but then like earn their respect right right yeah so I- i'm glad it happened that way everyone <laughs> in lake was nice to begin with yeah so. yeah i uh <laughs> i um i did a open mic at um the Tampa Improv, like, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, And that's kind of how it was, like, um, with, like, there was more than 15 comics. I don't don't even know how many. There there was probably, like, 20-something. I don't – it was crazy. Like, they just kept calling names and names. And I was like, how many people are they going to call? You know, like – and I was one of the last people they called. But it was funny because I was one of the first people there. When I showed up, it was just, like – the bartender, uh, like the door guy, and I think there was like one other person st- standing there or something. Um, but I went in and put my name on the list, and um, I uh, I guess they just kind of do it randomly there. Um, so or somebody was saying something like they pull name like the names out of a bucket as they're going. I don't know, but um, they uh, um, I was there though, and uh, I ran into like a couple people that I know from LOL. Uh, they, they they were out there and like one dude was sitting with me at, at the table and um and we were like watching like and it was a good crowd like mm-hmm. uh and uh the dude like was like dude you're gonna kill it up there tonight like in front of this crowd because like people were doing pretty good like and he was like you're gonna kill it in front of this crowd tonight and i was like i know i'm excited dude like this is gonna this is gonna be good um but by the time they called me, it was like you said too. Like there was a couple comedians that got up there and just started walking people. Like it yeah. was, they, it was horrible. It was painful, dude. And I was like, no, no, like come back. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, like so. By the time I got up there, it went from being like a crowd of like I don't know, probably like fifty people in there to being like probably like ten people left yeah. by the time I got. And I was like, damn it, dude. Um, so I don't know. It was still fun. Like I'm still glad that you know, like got even got because i heard some people have gone out there and just completely don't get to go up at all because it just goes too late or whatever so i'm glad i at least got to go up but um 
but yeah, I was kind of bummed that it was so late. There was hardly anyone there. Yeah, it, it's always rough following. Like I followed some of the worst comics. I think the worst set I've seen I followed, and it was <laughs> is this Puerto Rican guy that used the N word like oh, just geez. way too many. I mean, once was probably too many. <laughs> this yeah, guy just yeah. thought like he had some right to do it. And right. It was just so comfortable, just R's, A's, just mm. wow. And I, I could just see the whole room was just like I, I haven't seen him in months. Thank God. Yeah. But like I think I had to follow him twice. Like t- two of my, I think my first two uh, Grove mics I had to follow him. I'm like this is not. And he like calls out crowd. He just heckles the crowd while he's oh up there. It's, God. it's just it's not good. And I think he's so many bad comedians are just so not self-aware. They just don't understand that they're not that funny. to yes. Like anyone. And they and it's usually like. Not only are they not funny, but they're usually like very like rude and like abrasive and offensive. <laughs> like yeah. it's like they don't understand that like offensive does not equal funny. Like mm-hmm. it definitely comedy can be offensive, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's funnier if it is. But it has to be funny first. There has to be a creative <laughs> way to get to <laughs> yeah. that. Border there has to be a yeah a reason why it's offensive. Like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a guy at the improv that night that got up there and it was almost pretty similar to that. Like he was just saying all this stuff and you could, I was like, bro, read the room. Cause like everyone in the room was just like, oh, like mm-hmm. groaning, hated this guy, like wow. hated him, dude. Like, and that guy walked mm-hmm. a bunch of people. There was people just straight up got up and left. Um, I was like, Jesus, dude, somebody pull this guy off the fucking stage. Oh, um, yeah, it was horrible. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've seen a few people do shit like that, though. It's crazy to me. Um, but uh, so what do you think the worst set you've ever performed was? Like the worst you've ever done? So if you take the crowd out, because sometimes you just have a bad set because the crowd's not in right, for whatever absolutely. reason. And then sometimes you just have to look at it and be like, okay, I'm not going to change anything because this went bad. That was Yeah, yeah. That, because I, mean, I feel like there's good comedians that – get rid of good jokes because of experiences like that i'm not i agree that happen to me yeah i agree i there's been nights that i have gone up and it, like it didn't go that great mm-hmm. and like but i was still happy with it because i'm like well i did good mm-hmm. you know like i i did a good job and then like it didn't go over great but you know there was a few people that liked it or whatever or like maybe there just wasn't many people there or whatever but mm-hmm. like i was still happy with it because i'm like i feel like i did a good job mm-hmm. so like you know, like you said, like, I'm not going to, like, get rid of these jokes or anything. I think th- I know they work because they've worked, yeah. you know, in front of other people many times, you know. Um, so, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, anyways, back to back to the question. I'll let you like answer. I feel like you're probably self-aware enough <coughs> with your writing. You know what's good and what's not. So, yeah, I think yeah. when, when you're a little bit better on the writing side, you can look at somebody like, no, I'm not going to scrap that. That The yeah. crowd probably just didn't get it. And I, I've been in front of crowds that just never got my humor. And it For sure. sucks. There definitely are jokes where I write them and I'm like, I think this is funny, but I don't know if other people will think it's funny or not. Mm-hmm. So, like, those ones I'll try out. I'll usually try them twice. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll try it, and if it goes bad the first time, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do it again at the next one. Like, I'll just, like, throw it in there somewhere, you know, and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And if it does poorly two times in a row, I'll be like, okay, that one's yeah. not good. But probably not that good. And with that, too, I look <coughs> at it, how comfortable am I saying this the first time? If I do a joke for the first time, I'm just so comfortable with it, and I know I can go places with it. Like, yeah. it's just a keeper, even if it didn't work the way I w- intended to the first time I just find ways to make it better and that excites me yeah anytime and that's one of the things I think I, I don't want to say I struggle with it but when I do a new joke for the first time I just have this like honesty and like effort and feeling behind it that I can't replicate afterwards yeah it's so hard to find that again yeah yeah for sure um yeah but at the same time uh sometimes after you tell a joke so many times then you get it to a point where it's funnier than mm-hmm. than it, than it was before because you you figure out how exactly to deliver that yeah. joke, you know. Where to use inflection? <coughs> yeah. And I will say that's that <coughs> Everson Lagoon was kind of my experiment with like I'm gonna do the same set like 50 times. Yeah. How, how good can I make it? Right. And I, I'm not done with it yet. I'm definitely not. But yeah. I'll take a little break. I got to the point where I was like, I need to do new. I need to do new jokes. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I um, I always do that, and like in sometimes like to my own like uh like i don't what's the word for like my own like demise or whatever like i like i would have done better if i just stuck to the you know doing the same thing but some i like i 
personally just get bored with it. I'm like, I'm not just going to go up there and tell the same, same jokes again. Like, I'm tired of doing that. Yep. Like, I want to do something different. Yep. So I'll get up there and end up, like, telling, like, a bunch of new stuff that I'm not even sure about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it feels good. To yeah. Like, I don't know why. It's like, oh. Because yeah. we started comedy in the first place to try certain jokes. And yeah. And I've always just kind of had that with me. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I can only go so long with where it's like, I need to try. I need to have that feeling again of just putting that thing out there. Yeah, absolutely. It's Like, I'll usually, a lot of times I'll write enough material probably to do at least like you know a full like five minute set mm-hmm. um like that week you know i'll have like a bunch of new jokes that i have written and stuff and but i'll usually show up and like maybe like start telling a couple of those jokes mm-hmm. and if it doesn't seem like it's going great i'll just be like okay i'll just go back to yeah. the stuff that i know that works and it's, like, it's nice to have that material you can just kind of lean back on yeah when, mm-hmm. um, whenever you feel like and that's that's the best thing about being prepared is like i like being prepared enough to where when i go off script like i have all the energy to like in that moment because um i when you back to this question you asked like yeah eight minutes yeah ago. yeah uh so some <laughs> of my worst sets um thinking about now probably the 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 last not the last showcase i did but the two before it i just fell into this thing like so the first two showcases i did I think I got really lucky and they went over well. And I remember watching one of the videos, there was like this moment three minutes in where like, I almost didn't know what to say. And then out of nowhere, I said the funniest thing I said the whole night. <laughs> right, right. Was, and, then, and then everything just completely went good again. The crowd started laughing too hard that like I left at like six minutes. I didn't know really how to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that yeah. was weird. And, um, and then I think my, uh, that was my second or third uh, showcase at Pink Piano. And then probably a few months later i did a couple more i did one at union hall and i just went up there not committed not prepared and i just felt like hollow up there i felt like the crowd wasn't into everybody either yeah and it was just i don't like i don't know I, i'm okay bombing at an open mic but when it gets to a point where people go out and pay money i feel i like know I yeah it to the right to like be better yeah not only to them but also to the people that put you on the show yeah. you know i know last night i did you know two shows i did Union Hall, and then I did Pink Piano afterwards. Yeah, how did those go, by the way? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, Pink Piano went, gr- went good, but so mm. Union Hall, um, like, I was the first, you know, comedian. Um, so, well, you know, Lonnie got up there because he's the host, mm-hmm. um, but uh, then I went, like, after him, and um, so at first, I thought it was just the microphone in general, but apparently, I guess they were saying that there was an issue with, like, maybe one of the monitors on stage or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because uh, I guess it everyone else it sounded fine but like to you standing on stage or like whenever i was on stage the mic kept like kept like cutting out oh I've, I've so had that yeah before. so i would be like telling a joke and i get to the punchline and it happened like two jokes in a row like i get to the punchline and i say the punchline and it's like dead air like and so i was just like fuck man yeah. like i was like this is awful like so i ended up like bailing on a bunch of jokes like there was like mm-hmm. two jokes i started telling and then like I heard the mic cut out, and I was just like, okay, moving on anyways, and then just, like, went on to the next joke, and, yeah, and then there's a bunch of jokes I just didn't even tell. That's tough, because it's only (coughs) cutting out on your end and not theirs, so you can't even make a joke about how you were cut off, because they don't even hear you, and you're not aware that they're hearing you, and you probably could have just kept going. And, And I feel like I made myself look like an idiot, too, because I did, I said, like two or three times something about I was like man this mic sucks you know like talking about how terrible the mic was because it kept cutting out mm-hmm. but like I said I guess to them they didn't know that yeah, so, you're just, so they're, they're just, just like the yeah they're like what is this guy <laughs> talking about you know even like the sound person like at one point was like we can hear you bro I'm like well I, you know <laughs> they just like hear the clearest this mic sucks <laughs> yeah dude yeah I was like oh my god I look like an idiot um but uh, and like my girlfriend like came out last night and brought like si- like I think like four like four of her friends oh, like went to come see me yeah. and I'm like oh no, but I don't know some of them came over to see me at Pink Piano afterwards and I did okay on that one. So. Nice. Uh, did, it yeah. it, did it make you like nervous that she brought friends at all? Or? No, I was excited to perform for them. Nice. I, but I, I man, I felt like sick to my stomach though. Like whenever I, I was up there and that started happening, I was like, yeah. oh, you've got to be kidding me, dude! Like. Yeah. But whatever, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, and you live and you learn. Yeah, like, for sure. It's that shit's gonna happen forever, even at yeah. like the biggest levels. Mm-hmm. Like, oh god, we had a night at um, Side Splitters. I was doing sound, so I've also moved on to sound. 
Uh, oh, okay. But then as soon as I moved to sound, like the other box office girl quit. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm back in the box. Nice. But uh, there was a night with the sound. God, um, the manager, bless his heart, this guy Vinny, great guy, decided to like try to set some stuff up for me before to like help me out. And I wasn't aware he did a certain thing a certain way. And uh, the the comedians weren't getting any sound at all out there. So when the show started, the mic wasn't working, and it took like an extra 20 minutes to figure it out and i had like oh, kind no. of a little panic attack and then once the show started going i was like fucking up people's entrance music and hitting <laughs> stuff at the wrong time and just having a nightmare of a time and then um so that's why you're back in the box <laughs> no i actually i came back i did okay and actually the comedians thought it was funny they just made fun of me like the host was like i'm so sorry for saying all those things about you it's like i couldn't even hear them i couldn't even fucking get the mic to work but no she was really cool and uh they were all great that stuff sometimes I feel like comedians like it when things go a little wrong because then yeah. it gives you something to make fun of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if it's not you that yeah. <laughs> that's do that's doing the wrong exactly. things. Exactly. You can just shit on this person. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Like. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, would you ever want to be uh, a the comedian for a cruise? Fuck. I. If, if they could, like, helicopter me in for my set and then immediately get <laughs> no, me off. No. Like I don't want to be on the cruise. I don't want to stay on the cruise. No. Like, um, I've never been on the cruise, but I've just – I don't like claustrophobia. I don't like a lot of people in smaller places. I can only okay. deal with so much of that, which is Fair funny. Enough. My favorite types of rooms to perform in are like that. So right. Maybe I would, like <laughs> – performing on the cruise but yeah that seems there's a few cruise comedians that yeah. are doing really well and usually when they come back they get big crowds just from yeah and i've draw. heard that it pays really good too yeah. and you know i don't i've never been on a cruise but i've always wanted to go on a cruise my whole life like yeah. uh so i think that'd be awesome to like be on, just like you yeah. just chill on a cruise all day and then you're like oh it's time for work you just yeah. go tell jokes for a while i think it'd be amazing but i could be horribly wrong i might absolutely hate it i but could be wrong too i could end up liking it like i just picture me getting on there being sweaty and uncomfortable the whole time like getting food poisoning on stage and just yeah. like have to perform uh, anyways yeah so i don't know that would be that's yeah, i would still probably give it given the opportunity uh i will do a cruise um just throwing that out there i'll even do fishing boats <laughs> fair enough um so this is a question i ask everyone <coughs> because i think it's funny um who is the worst comedian that you know personally it was that puerto rico i should have just <laughs> waited for you to ask that but it was definitely that guy um i'll try to find another one just for the sake of giving some variety but uh there is that one kid at laugh out lounge he hasn't been back he wore like kind of like those sunglasses <laughs> on stage it was it was really tough to watch because he he would just forget and just sit there in silence and i think he's doing all of it he knows what's going on I know exactly what you're talking I feel, about like i want everyone to do well that tries comedy <laughs> but it's it, it's it, it sucks to watch like i don't know i it just sucks to watch that sometimes he okay so before he went up, um, he came up to me and he, I was standing outside smoking and he came up to me and was like, just like kind of like bullshit with me. Like, hey, what's up, man? Blah, blah, blah. Like talking to me. So, you know, I was talking to him or whatever, you know, just like, yeah, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah. Like, oh, you're going up tonight? He's like, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I was like, cool, cool, man. All right. Yeah, I'll be in there. You know, whenever you, I was like, what, you know, what number are you? Blah, blah, blah. Like, all right, I'll be sure to be in there. I'll catch it, you know. And then when he got up there, <laughs> I was like. Bro, I hope nobody saw me talking to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my best friend. <laughs> we run jokes by each yeah. other. I help him write a lot. Right. I was like, I swear to God, I don't know him. I did not bring him. Uh, yeah. yeah, that. Oh man, I, that was brutal. That just makes you look <laughs> humble in my book. Like, look at Malachi just <laughs> talking to the little guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, God, that was. <laughs> that yeah. was that was one the one to remember. I will. N I don't think I'll ever forget that. But that's what we need to see is confidence boosters too. <laughs> yeah. Just wait till you see a headliner that you feel like you know you're better than. Like yeah. I'm starting to see that now over at uh, we're because we don't get the A headliners at uh, the right. Grove. We mm. get like. I would say ninety five percent of the comedians we get I've never heard of until that weekend, and um I would say eighty percent or more of the time they try out to be really good, and I follow them and I like become fans. So it's it's Hell a cool yeah. experience with that. Um, but yeah, that kid was rough. 
Yeah, it was bad. Um, so do you ever like uh, like get to like uh, meet those people, or, like hang out with them or anything like that? Um, a little <coughs> bit. I'm trying to think of who I probably talk to the most. When I'm doing sound, I definitely get to interact with them a lot more. Like if I'm box, I only have the chance of catching them walking in the building, and that's about it. Oh, right, right. Or unless I stick around late, which I, I try not to like come off as like, ooh, a comedian, I want to like <laughs> yeah, know you. Yeah, yeah. Like I actually get like a little <coughs> nervous around them. Which is, I'm okay with that. Yeah. At least shows respect. Right, right. I'm trying to think of the one I talk to the most, though. Like, um, hmm. Gosh, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> this guy, Mike Paramore, who had, like, an interesting weekend there, he was really fun to talk to. Because uh, I saw him do a sold-out show on a Saturday night or close to it. Like, I think at least 100 people. Then uh, Sunday night was seven. And it was just to see somebody go from one to the other. And yeah, how that's crazy. deal with it. And it's just... That's huh. interesting. Yeah, that's wild. That would be cool to watch. Um So anyways, who's the uh who's the best comedian that you know personally? Okay. Hmm. That's a good question. Um and I've got to see a little bit more because a lot of these t- Tampa comedians, they're like stellar. Uh, mm-hmm. There's this guy, Jarrett Moore, who's uh, he does a lot of the hosting gigs at Side Splitters when like the big comedians come in. And he's I think he's one of the funniest guys out there. And Hell yeah. um, I just learned a lot. He's a Tampa comedian. Yeah, mm-hmm. I learned a lot through uh, just watching him. And um, I just think he's a really hilarious guy. His delivery is good. He's very smart. He respects comedy from top to bottom. Uh, he does a lot of their video filming for, like, if you want to go up to Sizeplayers, pay him $20, you get, like, a professional, you know, video done. I know nice. it's a lot, but fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, uh, that's I mean, it's worth it. I mean, if you <laughs> if you do good that night. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> I would be so pissed if I paid somebody $20 to film me and I bombed. Lonnie did that. Like, Lonnie uh, was the one. I think, it, I think he went to the first open mic at the <coughs> Grove and uh, he paid the $20 and just, like, <laughs> ate it. <laughs> and then he, he made that a joke for, like, a month about how he spent $20 to bomb. And it, that joke went well. <laughs> well, that's good. At least he got something out of his $20. Yeah. Oh, no. Shout out to Lonnie Brock. Yeah. If you're watching hey, or listening one LJ. I'm sorry that I didn't mention you last podcast, buddy. It's, we'll get around <laughs> to the comedians every podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, all right, there's... Um, who do you, This is along the same line. So, uh, who do you think is the worst, like, famous comedian? Hmm. Oh, man, that's, that's a tough question. <laughs> Anyone that, like... Usually somebody gets rich enough to the point where they, like, don't give a fuck about a certain set of cer- or certain night, and they just don't have respect for that crowd that paid to come out. Yeah. Um, LJ told me about a set that he went out for. He saw Brian Callen at Side Splitters, and he completely phoned it in and, like, didn't even really, really do anything. And he ended his set early because he wanted to watch UFC, like, a, at Wing House, <laughs> and, like, it was, it was not good. And then um, I heard a story about, I think, when Cat Williams came to uh, – Tampa he didn't he only came out for like 10 minutes wasted after people waited for like two hours and I guess there was Jesus. fighting in the crowd and shit God. this is when uber my uber driver told me when I was in St. Pete when I told him I did call he's like yeah I went to that Cat Williams show I've like, heard like I've seen some stuff like I don't know like online and stuff or like <laughs> wasn't there like a video going around where, like Cat Williams got like beat up by like some like young teenager or some shit <laughs> got beat know. up by like a 12 that, year old or some shit if that's out there I, I need to see that because that's <laughs> I'll pretty try funny to, I'm pretty sure if I it's been a while but I think that's what it is I'll try to find it but yeah I, I don't know I remember like hearing some shit like he was like kind of losing his shit for a while there so I don't know yeah um I actually like his comedy though but when I hear about comedians that just do stuff like that I just I don't think they're above anything enough to to do that to paint like crowds yeah no that's really shitty yeah um i mean i i don't know i mean shit happens sometimes but i feel like when you know you got a show coming up like you know why would you i don't know i'm trying to think if there's just like comedians i don't like their material that i think are the worst (coughs) i'm not into music comedians usually i hate the guitar stuff yeah, I don't really Usually. like much of that either. If I d- but um, there are people that go up and they might have a song that I like, and maybe they do stand up on the outside. Then I'm like, okay, that's that's great. Yeah, I've seen some of it that I like, all right, but I'm not a giant fan yeah. of it. Oh, uh, and the ventriloquist, I hated that Dunham guy. Just absolutely, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's awful. That's my version of hell. Is just watching <laughs> it's, him. Oh, it's so and bad. All those stupid characters, <laughs> like not they're just thought. He had a freaking like terrorist. Yeah. Like, dead terrorist. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like, so bad. 
I don't know. I don't understand how that guy like had his own like TV show. And shit. I don't think wild. those were like comedy fans either, though. Like. Yeah, no, I don't either. It's com- like it's people that think just like. I don't know, like, everyday dumb shit is funny, like, fart jokes yeah. and shit like that. <laughs> like, just, I don't know, dumb shit. That's when I usually give up <laughs> on a comedian. If they're, f- like, first joke, if they get into a fart story or something, just, li- like, that guy, when we ha- went to La La Land, like, remember when, like, the crowd, I think it, you had that talk with uh, Joe last week about this, <laughs> yeah. and, like, the, the first yeah. guy that went up, I was like, I'm gonna give this guy a chance, but the second, like, he does anything <laughs> hacky, I'm walking, and he's like, so I was going out with my family last weekend, and my aunt has uh, farting problems, I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hear a five-minute story to hear about how somebody made the wrong sound at the wrong time, and it was comical. Like, right. Uh, yeah. I hate that shit. I do, too. It's awful, man. It's so bad. Yeah. Um, good walking on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I loved every fucking second of that shit, dude. It was hilarious how bad they were. Um, so here's a good uh, question for you. Uh, have you ever written a joke that you're afraid to tell? Hmm, that's a tough one. I don't think I have yet. I've tried ones and I've been like, I don't know if I'm gonna keep going with this one. Yeah. Like, um, trying to think, like, cause I can if I provide the context here, I don't mind talking about it. But I remember I had this joke like about uh, this angle I had with Tim Allen where I wanted to like have more conservative TV shows. So I had one where he started a show called Neighborhood Improvement, <laughs> and it was just where he right. was very racist and tried to keep all the minorities. <laughs> and then like Al's like, "Oh, don't light that cross on fire in front of that Korean family's neighbor." And he's like, "More white power." And like, I don't know. <laughs> right, it's just the, right. the only way you could say. W- but the thing is, is like if everybody in the crowd knows what home improvement is, I'm right. I'm comfortable that j- joke would kill. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. get in front of a crowd of like you know twenty somethings that have never watched. <laughs> the show they're just be like, what the fuck is wrong with yeah that so yeah. it's like uh, if i knew i was in front of a crowd that understood it though i'll i'll be happy to tell that joke yeah i uh i know i, I the other where was it i can't remember where it was it, i don't think it was lol i don't know i think it might have been pink piano maybe it was the last open mic i did there uh, but I, I was somewhere uh the other day and it, the crowd was like super young and i had that joke where uh, it's like something about looking like a tattooed screech powers or whatever and when I told it, like you could tell, just ev- no one knew who the oh fuck that was. God. They were Neither like, "Neither of those the words." Fu- yeah, they're like, "Who is Screech Powers, bro?" <laughs> 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 they had no idea. Yeah, shit. Uh, yeah, I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, yeah, that, that's <laughs> weird. When you, th- I think those jokes bombing hurt the most because it's like your childhood that you're in love with and your soul's in that joke and yeah. it should kill in front of it will kill in front of your age group right right and then yeah. all these people are just like huh it's like oh you don't yeah you don't yeah know. yeah like you you never even seen you don't even know what say by the bell is that's what i want to cra- i want to deal with crowds of nothing but like college students though for a while just I, it yeah. would suck because they're probably like eh, my feelings but like i want that <laughs> challenge <laughs> Like, um, I yeah. did uh, this yeah. guy Rio's mic out in Tampa. It's across the street from Bush Gardens. It's an all uh, like black nightclub, and I love that crowd. Yeah, I feel more that West fe- illusions or whatever. Yeah, mm. I am fearless there. Any joke that I'm normally afraid to tell, most places I just fucking do it there, and it usually goes pretty good. Nice. All oh right, yeah. that's the Bonus producer. Talking to me. <laughs> uh. Um. All right. Uh, I have a couple more. Let's see. Oh, I, ha- I was going to ask you this. So do you have uh, a girlfriend? I don't. Um, I'm just so fucking busy. Like, I, honestly, my only hope is to meet a comedian that's, like, on that same, like, um, that same grind and hustle because yeah. I'm not available. I'm talking to this girl right now on Hinge. She's 25, really hot, and like we can't even find time to FaceTime right now. It's pathetic. Mm. <laughs> it's like my next free evening between 6 and 10 p.m. is a week from tomorrow. Like Jeez. that's how busy I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I went on a date the last time I was in St. Pete, and it was fun. But again, just schedules. I haven't had time to meet with this girl again. So right. My best bet is to either meet somebody that lives close by in Wesley Chapel or to meet somebody through comedy or else it's just it's just so hard. Yeah, yeah. My next question was kind of uh, similar. Uh, would you ever date someone who doesn't like comedy? I think that'd be funny. So, yes. Like something's <laughs> funny about a comedian dating somebody that doesn't have, like, a good sense of humor. But yeah. maybe they're perfect in every other scenario. Yeah. I... Uh, 
Yeah, I, I won't speak too much on it. But anyways, <laughs> I'm not going to well, even go I there. Think, <laughs> I think one of the things, one of my favorite bits from Seinfeld was when, like, because the majority of the show was just him struggling. He always had this one tick about women that he hated. Every yeah. woman he dated right. had this weird One thing, thing wrong with him, yeah. And he meets this most perfect girl. She, she does everything right in his eyes, his picky eyes, but she won't laugh. She says, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, like yeah. he had to end it. I, I think that was the three-way episode, and like, I, I, and that's just to me perfect writing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Seinfeld's brilliant. I love yeah. that show. Uh, it's probably like my favorite show, one of my favorite shows for sure. Um, all right, let's see what else. If there, if I've got all of them, I see that the camera turned off, so that's great. Ah, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'll take my shirt off now. <laughs> Now we can tell the prostitutes to come out of yeah. hiding. Oh, look at that uh. one. <laughs> She's missing an appendage. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Um, so uh, how long uh, did you do comedy before your parents disowned you? They disowned me first. So <laughs> that, that's honestly like... I was just at a point in my life where I just had no fucks left to give. When you get to that point, and, like, it's so weird, you actually get into something where people's opinion of you care the most at your success. Yeah, right. To, like, get there, and I was just, like, I got to a point in my life where I'm just not successful at anything, and uh, just trying to have this normal life, the the desk job and, like, owning a house and, yeah, like, whatever yeah. the fuck, getting an Instagram for your dog, right, things yeah. like that. I just, yeah. I'm not, I can't be that person. That's, after 15 years of trying, it's just not working out. Yeah. So I'd yeah, rather yeah. just, honestly, like, the pursuit of comedy is going to get me through my life. I'd like to think that I can find success with it. Yeah, I think I think anyone that sticks with it for long enough, if they're mm -hmm. funny, which and, you are, and the hard so work. I think, yeah, I think if you mm -hmm. stick with it and and you're funny, then you'll you'll find success with it. You might not be like the most famous comedian in the world or anything, but I think, like the goal, at least for me, the goal is to one day be able to do comedy for a living. Yes, that's like that's that's essentially my goal yeah. too. I don't want a day job. If I do have any sort of other day job, I want it to be in entertainment in some way, shape, right. or form. Yeah. I just want to get away from like the shit that we have to do right now to yes. like pay our bills because yeah. we hate it yeah absolutely i would love to just be able to do like spe like i don't even even touring around even being a cruise community anything like yeah. that just to be able to to tell jokes and and make money to enough money to yeah. live off of i'd feel like i made it or even let's say your podcast got to a point where you're making yeah. like a couple thousand dollars a month and then you just do a few feature spots and you're paying your bills absolutely like yeah. that's even a good goal like I'm trying to think on both sides of everything because I feel like that you still have to have this. Nowadays, you can't – it's so hard to become famous without some type of internet footprint, especially not in New York or L.A. So I feel like you doing this podcast is great. Um, yeah. Lakeland needed this. Like, I, I wanted to do it. I just haven't had the time. Right, but right. I'm yeah, I know it took, me it. it took me three weeks to get you on here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was ready. I was ready to get on a mic and talk, and I just didn't want to set stuff up and edit and, like – yeah. I'm just too tired for it. I feel you. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm glad that I, I, I do have the time to do it uh, because it's been fun so far. I look forward to uh, like getting everyone that wants to do it on here. And that's what I've been trying to, you know, I told everybody, I was like, if you want to do it, just tell me. I'll put you in the rotation. Yeah. You know, I'm not setting any sort of uh, like, you know like regulations or anything like anyone that wants to do it can do it. You know, like yeah. so. Um, so yeah, uh, and I've got quite a few so far, but yeah, you know I'm barely even like gotten over to the Tampa scene yet. Yeah, no, yeah. So I, I can't wait for you to get out there and for them to <coughs> see you and you and to see them and vice versa because yeah. you're, you're definitely gonna stick out in a good way out there, just like you did at LOL and everything. Yeah, yeah. That you there's no one like you on that side of the state, so <laughs> right, uh, you right, will definitely yeah. yeah you'll you'll hit it off. You'll you can be as successful as you want out there, really. Well, that's ho hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the. So it's a great scene, though. A lot of strong comedians. Like, uh, uh, what I like about Lonnie right now is he's just bringing these guys over to these Lakeland shows. So it's yeah. like we're still getting a few really good Lakeland comedians in there, but then we're just getting a few like really good season mm -hmm. guys in there too yeah. to like put together awesome shows. So shout out again, yeah. Lonnie for doing that. <laughs> yes, shit. yes, Lonnie. Thank that's, you for all the things you do for for yep. the. the comedy crowd around here because that's another way to go <coughs> about getting success in comedy is if you build a good enough local scene you can just make money off of it yeah yeah so there's that route too so without having to travel so there's so many different avenues for sure yeah i uh i know that um 
Lonnie has put a lot of work into putting on shows and whatnot. Lonnie and Art both have done a lot for yeah. uh, for the Lakeland comedy community. So yeah, Lonnie's been great. And he's he started around the same time as me, and it's it's kind of he's been a great comedy friend to have. He's been a great first comedy friend to meet because um, he's gotten better. It pushes me every time I see him get better. It's like I know I can do that too. I can't just let him get better. Yeah, yeah. And then so that that kind of pushes me in like. I, I could have probably gotten complacent without stuff like that because he's very funny. I think he's a good writer. He's smart about it. He yeah. knows how to talk to better comedians and pull from them and then learn from that. And that's every time I see him get better, I'm like, who you been talking to? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but, uh, yeah. dude, he's, he's definitely got, it. he, I mean, he wrote well from the beginning, but to see him actually put in the work and get that much funnier, it's like, you want to see that process work because then you know, it's going to work for you. If you get yeah. that time and energy for sure. Um, yeah, I uh, I know that uh, like whenever I was first starting out, like you were like the one person that helped me out with like everything, uh, like just telling me like who to talk to and mm -hmm. like whatnot. Um, and that was good that I had somebody that <laughs> that yeah, was a comedian that I just happened to know. It's nice to have at least one person around that you're familiar with because it's tough to just go into a room of un completely unknown and to try to do it as a different yeah. story than at least having one person there. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we didn't even know each other that well, but yeah. we knew each other what, through other I people. I saw you wanted to do a – you were basically on the same wavelength as me as, like, wanting to be creative and do shit with comedy. And I was like, yeah, just take this avenue. You, yeah, it is. yeah, absolutely. Like, I always want to be able to help people – think the hardest part about starting comedy is just figuring out where to go and what to do it's not for me it wasn't building up the courage to go on stage as much as it was just putting in the energy to figure out how to create a process to do it yeah yeah um for sure same i mean because like i uh you know i was in bands like from the time i was like 16 till i was like you know like probably like 30 something mm -hmm. so i'm used to being on stage mm -hmm. um so i wasn't like nervous so much to like get up and perform in front of people I, like i've performed in front of people like most of my life but um i uh it was just for one the person at the time the, the only person that i was telling the jokes to that i was writing was telling me like oh i don't know about that oh, i don't know about yeah, that you joke. can't do that yeah yeah, yeah i had a friend that was that was i was talking to kind of like you in the beginning that was wanting to get into it and then like he ran his jokes by one of our mutual friends that has doesn't have a good sense of humor and he like yeah. shot it down and then he was like like afraid to go out after right that. right right so i was like man i was like i think this is funny what i'm writing yeah. i was like but you know this person is telling me it's not you yeah. know or it's or it's too offensive to tell or mm -hmm. you know i shouldn't say this on stage or whatever so i was like man i don't know dude um so then the first time i got up there and like and actually told the, what i had written down you know what i had I've been I'd, like i said i've been writing jokes for like over two years you know mm -hmm. um and just never told them to anyone except for one one person um so when i got up there and actually got a chance to tell them and like and people were laughing. I was like, I knew this shit was fucking yeah. funny. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? When you get that reinforcement, <coughs> even if, even especially after you have like a couple like not good nights because the crowds aren't good. Once you get that yeah. reinforcement again, it's like, yeah, this is what it's really like. Right. Yeah. This exactly. This is the yeah. real thing. This uh, is what. Uh, it, yep. This is what I am. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's all about like you know whenever you. It's all about those good nights. You know that's yeah. it makes you. That's what re-energizes you to, to keep going. It's the good nights. And there are bad yeah. nights. Like like um how you went to the – which was the one where you almost didn't make it onto the mic? Was that Tampa Improv? Oh, yeah, Improv, yeah. So the first time I went to Spitfire in St. Pete, it was a Monday night, and I'd never experienced anything like this. They're like, yeah, you want to get there no later than 7.30. I got there at 7.27. I ended up at, like, 24th on the list, and they cut Ooh. off everybody right when i was about to go up so i sat there i got a hotel in st pete <laughs> it's my first time at spitfire but the good thing about spitfire is they have an awesome green room like it's like the size of this bedroom for all the comedians to hang out in nice and it is so fun to just hang out with everybody in there and yeah. like that makes it kind of worthwhile and then i went to so i stayed overnight and i went to coconuts the next night and had a good time there so it was still worth it and then the second time I went out, I only got a minute on stage. And the third time, I finally got a full set, and the crowd sucked. <laughs> they only gave you a minute? Yeah, because there were still, like, so <coughs> many people that signed up. Like once It was just because so many people yeah, were there? That, I mean, wow. gosh, sometimes if they let as many comedians sign up as they want, a Monday night could get up to 40, probably. Wow. It's, that's how crazy the Tampa-St. Pete scene is. Does it pull a good crowd, though? No. 
<laughs> not on Mondays. I don't. I don't understand. But it's a cool ass club, and um, I like the green room. I like going to St. Pete. So. Right on. I'll keep going back there. Yeah. I'll, I, well, hell, even if you're performing for forty other comedians. And you know. I think that. Well, I know they do an open mic on a Monday. I think they also do another one on Wednesday. I think that's the good crowd night, and I think they're doing one on Fridays now, too. Oh, okay. Wow. St. Pete's insane. Like, if I were to live out there, you, you don't even have to leave there to get, like, mics in every night. Yeah. Multiple mics sometimes, so. Yeah, I see on, uh, like, the Tampa Comedy uh, Facebook, it's always, like, all the open mics are always, like, out in St. Pete. Or I, I wish I wish Tampa just had a few more, just a yeah. couple more sprinkled in there, because I don't, I don't hate that Tampa drive at all. Yeah, Tampa's not bad. Uh, to even drive from here, it's not bad to drive yeah. out to Tampa. Like, when I did, uh, the only thing is, like, about the improv is, I hate parking in Ebor. Oh yeah, <laughs> finding somewhere to park That's is a nightmare. I probably Ybor. have to make like a whole night out of it. I'll probably get dinner and go to a brewery <laughs> and like. That's what I usually do. If if it turns into like too much work going to Mike, I just make a whole night out of it. Yeah, like, yeah. Whatever town I'm in, I kind of want to get out in Winter Haven while these nights before the Mike and just get there really early and just take in the night. I like getting yeah. this stuff early and just I feel like I get more in tune with what jokes I want to tell because sometimes I just show up to a mic in a rush I don't even think out my set right I go up and it's not great yeah 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 then, but then sometimes I don't <coughs> do any of that and I do great that's yeah I um I had got to the point where like most of the mics I was going to I wasn't thinking about my set ahead of time planning out anything or anything like that i was just like i might have like a couple jokes that i had like new jokes i had written mm -hmm. other than that i just knew all the old stuff and i was just like well i'll sprinkle it in there yeah, yeah however like i know what i'm going to open with and then other than that whatever um so and i mean and i would do okay usually with it but most of the time whenever i got up there i would like <coughs> either almost always forget something that I wanted to mm -hmm. tell. I almost always forget at least one joke that I wanted to tell. And then I, when I got off stage, I'd be like, damn it, dude. That You're going to feel the same way as me about this one. I think one of my worst feelings in comedy is when, like, um, you go up, you have your set, you forget, like, one of the most important things you can do in the set. You get off stage and everybody tells you how funny and good your set was. It's like, you don't even understand. You <laughs> like, I had a, you had a crowd in front of you that thought you were funny. You didn't even give them the best part. Exactly. Like, Absolutely. That is one of the worst so feelings. And you're having people tell you you're good yeah i'm like you uh, you could have been so much better like you don't understand how bad i did for you <laughs> like yeah, i right. really dropped the ball here and you don't yeah, even know exactly bro <laughs> uh, yeah that's exactly what i'm talking about yes so now like uh the past few times i've been trying to like actually like at least because when i first like you know the first handful of mics i was doing i was like before each one i would write out an order you know which jokes i mm -hmm. wanted to tell you know, even if it was just something as simple as like, uh, like Amazon joke, and then yeah. you know, just that's how I'd my write them out. Look. It's just yeah. two words. Ne next thing, two words. I know right. how to riff on it in my head already, and sometimes yeah. I decide I want to riff on it differently a certain night. Yeah, that's kind of my creative process. Is I just get the concept in, and then in my head all day I'll riff in it internally. Yeah, get as comfortable as possible being able to do that. Then I just do whatever I think was best the first time I do it on stage, and if it went well, I just continue to work that out yeah for sure um yeah so that's that's i've been trying to last the last few times try to like actually like write it out i feel like that helps it does <coughs> that helps too sometimes i'll even take a set a good set and i have video of it and then i'll transcribe it and then i'll look at the words written down and like okay now that it's written down how can i manipulate this and make it a little bit more crisp yeah yeah i, I i've I have somebody film me every single time I mm -hmm. perform. Um, and I go back and I'll watch it like fucking <laughs> like a hundred times. Yeah. I'll just watch it over and wow. over and over and over. Even if it's bad, if it's bad, if it's good, whatever. Yeah. I'll just, I just watch it over and over and over again. And um, I need to get more comfortable doing that. Because <laughs> either if it's a bad set, I'm just like, man, you suck. Or if it's a good set and I'm loving it, I'm just like, you're just watching yourself and loving yourself. This is so <laughs> fucked. <laughs> and then, like, I feel gross for that. Like, do you ever watch BoJack Horseman? I've seen a little bit of it. Like, my favorite part of the show is he's happiest when he's just watching the old show he used to be on. He'd go home and just watch reruns of that show. And, like, that's <laughs> right. where he's in his happy place. Yeah, I always yeah. think about that <laughs> when like, I'm listening. Especially if I have a good set that I know I record. Like, I'll instantly. 
instantly be like, oh, yeah, I'm leaving. I go into my car, turn it on, and just, like, immediately watch the set yeah. in the car there. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. I, I mean, I have no shame. Yeah. I don't care. I know that I have some <laughs> level of, like, narcissism or oh something yeah, or, like, vanity. Do. Like, because I definitely I love, I love watching videos of yeah. myself, uh, yeah. especially if I'm doing well. Um, I think nar- I think for c- being in comedy, it's a good quality to have. Really. <laughs> Probably, because yeah. you're the subject of like your everything, so you have to <coughs> care about it. And like, it's like selling a product. Yeah. Like, if you're a good car salesman, you're just in love with this thing and propping it up. And just the same way we have to ourselves when we're on stage and be like, Absolutely. oh, I'm this great. I'm so funny. I'm the funniest one. I'm the most creative. Right. Yeah. And usually, if I have that talk with myself before I go up, I get pumped up and I'm fine. But I yeah. also like, like the, but I also like like all the other comedians and I don't think I'm better than anybody. <laughs> right, 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 right. But it's like also, it's weird. It's also like rap music where they just have to have that weird confidence. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. You have to like sell yourself, you know, yeah. um, for sure. Um, you have to know that you're funny. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I feel like if you are funny, then uh, you'll, you inherently will know that. I feel like if you're a comedian that ever asks themselves, Am I funny? You're probably not <laughs> funny. Yeah. If, you're, if you don't know, then that's a big no. <laughs> yeah. It's either I know I'm funny or I don't know. Yeah. Or you just yeah. stop doing comedy, bro. Yeah. There's so I've seen some people that like work so hard to try to like do comedy, and it's mind-boggling to me. I'm like, why are you trying so hard? You're obviously this yeah, isn't for there's you. There's just this not isn't enough for you, self- man. Or if they even have enough self-awareness to even get their premises a little better, like. I don't yeah. think there's too many completely lost <coughs> causes out there, but there's just a few that I wish they could find a way to be more honest with themselves and their material and yeah. like find that better version. No, I think, yeah, if anybody wants it bad enough, I think that, you know, they could eventually probably get there, even if they're horrible at the beginning. Yeah. But um, it's going to take a lot for some of these people, I've yeah. seen. <laughs> What's weird for me is, like, I'll meet a few of these comedians. They've been doing it for, like, three to five years. And you can tell they're hard workers and they're objectively better than me at this point. But I think they see me at 11 months and are like, damn, this yeah. how do they do that so fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> like, so I've, I know I definitely have, like, a natural talent here. So now, like, my job right now is to be as smart as possible with that. How do I develop – how do I mold this clay? How do I yeah. get the most out of what's inside? Like, I know it's in me. Like, part of my journey uh, – this gay. Part <laughs> of my uh, journey as a comedian – God, I wish this was on film now. But uh, it's just, like, finding yourself, man. <laughs> like and I mean that. No, as, as lame as it sounds, like I'm like, what do I really like? What really gets me going? Yeah. Like, what do I really need to riff on right now that can connect with the world? Yeah, you're and all right. That stuff. The same thing with the young comedians too. Like the ones in their 20s that are super funny. I'm like, shit. They have no idea how much funnier they're gonna be when they're 30 because you see the world differently yeah. at that point. And I think you naturally get funnier. I couldn't imagine trying them at 20s. Yeah. I would take it too personally. I yeah, I agree. I would have to. I would have to. I was very sensitive about yeah. stuff back then. I I wish I would have started back then though. I wish yeah. I would have started earlier. Because now um, we wish we had all that experience. Yeah, for sure. We know we'd be just slaughtering right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. Well, yeah, We're we'll get there. there. By the time I'm famous, I'm going to be fucking too old to get my dick hard. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever heard of, <laughs> you ever heard of uh, Eddie Pepitone? Uh, no, I don't think so. He's in his, I imagine his 60s, and he's starting to blow up now, finally. He has oh, like yeah. a really good YouTube special. Like, oh, uh, yeah. check him out, because he's, uh, he's kind of similar to, like, my style, where he just goes, he, like, flips the switch and goes from positive to negative. Or, okay, like, yeah. Smart to goofy. Like, I love just turning on a dime and doing that. Yeah, I like, like that, yeah. If I could summarize my humor, that it's that. Okay, yeah, I'll check it out. Um, yeah, Miles told me about some comedians when he was here last yeah. time, and I went and, uh, watched him and uh one of them i turned out i knew exactly who he was talking about mm-hmm. i was just like oh, i just forgot his, what his name was but the other guy i hadn't heard of um i just can't remember his name yeah, now but he's a, it's uh his netflix special is called spicy honey have you watched that it's really fucking funny. really good i it's need to check that funny, out dude. i forgot who he said it was too <coughs> i can't remember but it's called spicy honey on netflix so it'll be easy to find it's so funny dude yeah, I love that. I like that um, YouTube specials are getting kind of big. Like, yeah, I haven't watched many of them. I watched uh, what Shane Gillis did one. Yeah, that was, was that was good. good. Uh, Tony Henchcliffe's is awesome. I might have watched that. I might have watched he that just too. Filmed a random night in La Jolla, and it was just magical. 
Like yeah. that one's really I know good. I watched uh one of his sets on YouTube and then uh, I think I think that I think it was the it's probably the that one. I like think that it woman was woman like freak out and go on stage and like fake grab his balls and go not much. Oh man, I don't. You like pissed off remember. this woman. Maybe. That kind of sounds like, familiar. Before she got kicked out of the club, she runs on stage and like she gr- she runs up to him like she's gonna grab his dick, and she goes, "Not much." <laughs> and then like as she's like doing the grab motion, Tony's like kind of like <laughs> aiming his crotch <laughs> at, at her hand more. <laughs> yeah, like, that actually sounds familiar. That might have yeah, been the one. I know it's been a little while was, back when I, I watched it. That does sound familiar. Like that happens. Like that to me is a special. I don't want like refined shit. I want to see like shit go wrong. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's great. Like, call that a special. It's hilarious. But yeah, Shane Gillis' special was good. He yeah, was, it was uh, good. When I saw him at Size Splitters last year, he was great. And from what I understood, he actually um his Sunday set, he stuck around for open mic afterwards, went up and watched everybody. Oh nice. So that I couldn't imagine like <laughs> doing that. I would love to do something like that. Yeah. Um that's that's wild though. That would be crazy as fuck. Um all right. Well, I don't know. This we've probably been going on for a while now. Yeah, you can cut out whatever. Um, I was just gonna end with an ad read for the DeSantis campaign. <laughs> uh, Go for it. <laughs> um, don't say gay now. <laughs> and we'll end on that note. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Corey, for stopping by. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you back sometime. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you want to say goodbye, Corey? Goodbye, world. Thank you for having me, Malcolm Kai. And this is Chat with a Rat, baby. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Good night. <laughs>